0: Ex Libris, A Good Omens fanfiction, written by The Moon Moth, read aloud by Sky Asimaru. If you enjoy this podfic, you can check out the original story on Archive of Our Own. If you would like to hear more of my recordings, or see some of my own work, you can find me through the pen and screen name of Sky Asimaru. Ex Libris Summary Aziraphale receives an unusual visitor, and is forced to defend his books. It was bright and early on the morning after, and Aziraphale, having miracled away his hangover, was humming happily to himself as he perused the reconstituted shelves of his bookshop. Really, Adam had done a very good job, and though there were some, he suppressed a shudder. Children's books, now gracing his inventory, the boy had balanced it out by including a very fine copy of The Kelmscott Chaucer that Aziraphale had been trying to get his hands on for at least a hundred years, he was just placing it back on the shelf in a nice obscure location when the sudden pop of a trans-dimensional portal made him start. Long before the bookshop had even been a gleam in Aziraphale's eye, the angel had been well aware of the mystical power of a lot of books stored together. In a single location, it was the weight of all that knowledge. It contoured the flow of magic around it, like a gravity well, and with that high magical density, some very strange things could happen. Azirifel wasn't a stranger to trans dimensional visitors, but he had only heard rumors about the being he now found around the corner reaching one long arm up to the top of a teetering stack. Reaching, in fact, for Aziraphale's incredibly well-concealed, hand-signed, unique and utterly priceless copy of Nostradamus's prophecies. Aziraphale cleared his throat pointedly. (coughs) Ahem. came the reply. Aziraphale smiled tightly. I'm sorry, my good. Sir, that one's not for sale. Ook. It's not for theft, either. Ook. I agree, fire is a terrible thing, but that was yesterday. As you can see, everything is absolutely hunky-dory in here today. Ook. fell gasped at the bare-faced cheek. Will there's no need for that? I am perfectly capable of. Whoop! The being said, peeling back his top lip in a manner very much reminiscent of an eye roll. Aziraphale had had enough. I most certainly will not, he said firmly. Now put that book back where it belongs, and please vacate the premises. We are, after all, closed. All day. Rook, said the being, insouciantly wrapping long leathery fingers around the book in question and holding it tightly against a body the approximate shape and heft of a bag of wet cement. Don't try me, my boy, fell said darkly. Eyes erupted across his body glowing with the light of holy fire. Wings appeared that shouldn't have fit in the space between the shelves, their feathers glinting at the edges like sharpened knives, the air crackling with divine menace. Rook, said the orangutan. I warned you, said the angel. Some Time Later the stairs creaked as Crowley descended from the flat above the bookshop. He was absent his customary sunglasses and dark wardrobe, instead wearing nothing but a pair of tight underthings and one of Aziraphale's shirts. But the less said about that, the better. He wouldn't normally have dreamed of parading about in such a state, except for the fact that he'd been woken by a bit of a ruckus down on the shop floor, and was hoping to catch Aziraphale dealing with some intruders. Needs must. It seemed he was too late to catch any of the action, however. Bit of a pity. But as he reached the shop floor, Crowley noticed a number of white feathers scattered about the place. And was that a... Banana? Aziraphale, he called. Over here, came the slightly dazed response, slumped on the floor by the ancient cash register, but triumphantly clutching a book, sat Aziraphale, and a few feet away, similarly slumped against one of the stacks, was a... What? Is that a... Don't say it! Aziraphale almost screamed. Jerking upright, ooh! Agreed. The big red hairy thing, and threw something at Crowley's head, which turned out to be an animal encyclopedia. Oh," said Aziraphale vaguely, slumping back once more. And he says dolphins are mammals. Can you believe that, my dear? Crowley made a noncommittal noise eyes still glued to the probably-not-a-monkey. Huh? Right, Aziraphale! That's... I've heard of! Did you just take on the librarian and win? Ook the librarian protested, a little feebly. Aziraphale jabbed a vindictive finger at the... Ape? Also a little feebly. That's as may be, dear fellow he said, but I'll do it again if you ever come back, you thieving! He was cut off, almost certainly for the best, by a flush-faced demon pulling him to his feet by the labels and laying one on him. Some more time later, the librarian slipped out while the other two were busy with each other. He didn't bother risking another go at the first book. He'd only wanted it for a laugh at any rate. The magic in this dimension was negligible. But on his way out, he did manage to pinch an interesting-looking hat. He had been a wizard once, though it was so long ago that most people had forgotten. And while the pointy hats of Unseen University... Held no thrall for him now. He quite fancied this one. Plain black, wide-rimmed, flat on top. He lipped it thoughtfully before getting on his way. Popping out of L-space in his own familiar library. The librarian swung through the stacks until he reached his nest of blankets beneath the desk. There he set the hat, upside down, and, with a thoughtful ooh, placed a bunch of bananas in it. Thank you for reading. Please drop by the archive and let the author know what you thought of their work.